The Old Testament lesson for this Sunday is found in Isaiah chapter 50, verses 4 through 10. The Lord God has given me the tongue of those who are taught, that I may know how to sustain with the word him who is weary. Morning by morning he awakens. He awakens my ear to hear as those who are taught. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious. I turned not backward. I gave my back to those who strike, and my cheeks to those who pull out the beard. I hid not my face from disgrace and spitting, but the Lord God helps me. Therefore, I have not been disgraced. Therefore, I have set my face like a flint, and I know that I shall not be put to shame. He who vindicates me is near. Who will contend with me? Let us stand up together. Who is my adversary? Let him come near to me. Behold, the Lord God helps me, who will declare me guilty. Behold, all of them will wear out like a garment. The moth will eat them up. Who among you fears the Lord and obeys the voice of his servant? Let him who walks in darkness and has no light trust in the name of the Lord and rely on his God. This is the word of the Lord. The epistle lesson for this Sunday is found in James chapter 3, verses 1 through 12. Not many of you should become teachers, my brothers, for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. For we... All stumble in many ways, and if anyone does not stumble in what he says, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle his whole body. If we put bits into the mouths of horses so that they obey us, we guide their whole bodies as well. Look at the ships also. Though they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are guided by a very small rudder wherever he will wherever the will of the pilot directs. So also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great things. How great a forest is set ablaze by such a small fire, and the tongue is a fire, a world of unrighteousness. The tongue is set among our members, staining the whole body, setting on fire the entire course of life and set on fire by hell. For every kind of beast and bird, of reptile and sea creature can be tamed and has been tamed by mankind. But no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil, full of deadly poison. With it we bless our Lord and Father, and with it we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth comes blessing and cursing. My brothers, these things ought not to be so. Does a spring pour pour forth from the same opening both fresh and salt water? Can a fig tree, my brothers, bear olives or a grapevine produce figs? Neither can a salt pond yield fresh water. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the ninth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. And when they came to the disciples, they saw a great crowd around them and scribes arguing with them. And immediately, all the crowd, when they saw him, were greatly amazed, and they ran up to Jesus and greeted him. 
And Jesus asked them, What are you arguing about with them? And someone from the crowd answered him, Teacher, I brought my son to you, for he has a spirit that makes him mute. And whenever it seizes him, it throws him down, and he foams and grinds his teeth and becomes rigid. So I asked your disciples to cast it out, and they were not able. And he answered them, O faithless generation, how long am I to be with you? How long am I to bear with you? Bring him to me. And they brought the boy to Jesus. And when the Spirit saw him, immediately it convulsed the boy, and he fell on the ground and rolled about, foaming at the mouth. And Jesus asked his father, How long has this been happening to him? And he said, Well, from childhood. And it has often cast him into fire, into, into water, to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus said to him, If you can, all things are possible for one who believes. Immediately the father of the child cried out and said, I believe, help my unbelief. And when Jesus saw that a crowd came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, You mute and deaf spirit, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. And after crying out and convulsing him terribly, it came out. And the boy was like a corpse, so that most of them said, He is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand, and he lifted him up, and he arose. And when he had entered the house, his disciples asked him privately, why could we not cast it out? And Jesus said to them, This kind cannot be driven out by anything but prayer. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Well, grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The text that we're going to be looking at for these next four weeks is 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 1-9. through 9. Listen to these words of St. Paul. They're printed for you in your bulletin as well. St. Paul writes, But I, brothers, could not address you as spiritual people, but as people of the flesh, as infants in Christ. I fed you with milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for it. And even now you are not yet ready, for you are still of the flesh. And while there is jealousy and strife among you, are you not of the flesh and behaving only in human way? For when one says, I follow Paul, and another, I follow Apollos, are you not being merely human? What then is Apollos? And what is Paul? Servants through whom you believed, as the Lord assigned to each. I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. So neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but only God who gives the growth. He who plants and he who waters are one, and each will receive his wages according to his labor. For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field, God's building. Well, this is our text. In the name of Jesus Christ, dear fellow believers in him, as we unpack the meaning of St. Paul's words over these next four weeks, I'm going to be using the analogy of being teammates, fellow workers on God's team. 
Surely all of us, at one time or another in our life, have been a teammate. Maybe a teammate on a team playing a competitive game, whether that be a sporting competition or a board game. But I remind you that the game that we play as teammates on God's team is not a recreational hobby. It's not a mere pastime. No, the game that we play, as St. Paul reminded us two weeks ago when we looked at Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 20, the game that we play is a matter of life and death. It's a game of war. Yes, we are teammates on God's team. The Lord says, I have called you by name. You are mine. Who, me? Who, me? You call me? Yes, you. I want you to be on my team. But surely, surely there are people more qualified than I. Oh, most certainly there are. But I'm selecting you. I'm choosing you. But can't I just sit in the stands and watch? Can't I just be a bench warmer? No. I want you playing the game. But what game are we playing? The game of salvation. The game of salvation? Yes, the game of salvation. I save you. Hold it. Hold it, God. What do I need saving from? <laughs> what do you need saving from? Really? You ask that question of me? Well, for starters, you need to be saved from yourself. For out of the heart, your heart, come evil thoughts and murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false witness, slander. These are the things that defile you. That is why I say in my word that there is none who is righteous, no, not one. What do you need to be saved from? Well, maybe the temptations of the world. I say in my word, do not love the world or the things of the world, because anyone who loves the world, well, my love is not in him. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and pride of life, is not from me. But it's from the world. And you need saving from the world. And you also need to be saved from the devil. Be sober. Be watchful. For your adversary, the devil, ever prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. What do you need to be saved from? Well, maybe some false teachers. Beware of false teachers who come to you in sheep's clothing but inwardly are ravenous wolves. What do you need to be saved from? Well, the greatest enemy of all. Death. Death. Just as sin came into the world through one man and death through sin, so death spread to all people. Because all have sinned. And the wages of sin is death. That's what you need saving from. Okay, 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 I'm convinced. I'm convinced that I am not saved and selected to be on your team by my merit or by my qualification. That's right. 
you do not merit being on my team. You have no qualifications, really, to be on my team. But I have saved you by sending my Son to be your Savior. I have not destined you for wrath, but to obtain salvation through my only begotten Son, Jesus Christ. My Son, He endured my wrath for your sin on Calvary's cross, so that my sins might be forgiven? Yes. And my Son, well, He crushed the head of Satan on that cross. What, so that I might be victorious over the devil? Yes. And my son, well, he rose from the dead. What? So that I might be delivered from this world and from death itself and be assured of life everlasting? Yes. And my son gave you his word. What? So that I might hold to his truth and not be deceived by the lies of false teachers? You see, salvation is found in no one else. There is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. But don't I need to try out? Don't I need to pass a test? Don't I need to win a competition to be on your team? No. No. Out of my love for you, I choose you. I choose you to be on my team. I choose you to play the game of salvation. I choose you to make other followers of Jesus Christ. As my son said, as the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. So yes, I send you and your teammates to make more disciples. Lord, surely there are more qualified people to send People who know their Bible inside and out. People who are more gifted. People who are more talented. People who have more time. People who have more energy. You have far too many excuses. You need not worry. You need not doubt. For I will provide all that you need. My son, he goes with you. Did he not promise? I'll be with you always until the end of the age. I give you my word, the sacred writings which make you and others wise for salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. I give you my word which is God-breathed and it's profitable for teaching and for reproof and for correction, for training in righteousness so that the man of God and the woman of God may be complete and equipped for every good work. I give you my word which is the power of God, my power under the salvation of everyone who believes. give you baptism which is a source of new birth and spiritual vitality and refreshment day by day and I give you the Lord's Supper that meal to sustain you during the game of life and I give you fellow teammates who encourage you who support you who pray for you who have skills that complement the skills that you don't have and I give you prayer give you prayer so that praying at all times in the Spirit, you may make supplications to me on behalf of yourself and for all the saints, for all the people of this world who need my grace. 
But I do warn you. This game, it's treacherous. Your flesh is weak. The devil's ever on the prowl. The world is filled with temptation. Deceptive heretics, wolves in sheep clothing abound, yes, even in the church. And death is ever stalking its next victim. But do not fear. Do not fear, for I go with you. And I will not allow anyone or anything to snatch you from my hand. I have saved you through the life work of my Son, and I have called you by the Gospel. And I, who have begun this good work of salvation in you, will bring it to completion, either on the day that you die, or on the day that my Son returns in glory. Just so you know, I play to win. I play to win. In the garden, after the fall, I promised Satan that I would crush his head. And I did. When my son died on Calvary's cross and rose from the dead triumphantly. My team, our team, we don't run and hide. We go on the offense and we batter the gates of hell. My word, it produces fruit. Fruit in you, fruit through you fruit in the lives of other people. My word, it awakens the dead. And I keep score of every single disciple that is made. And even the angels rejoice whenever a sinner repents. So, I choose you. You're a member of my team. Look around you, and you'll see your teammates now go, make disciples. Yes, Lord, send me, send me.